Ruth Hedges, today's guest, is the CEO of Rise Up Crowdfunding, a social impact-focused, FINRA-regulated fintech company launched in partnership with Coca-Cola. Rise Up Crowdfunding helps women, black, Hispanic, veteran, and LGBTQ-owned businesses raise money. Ruth will share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show where we empower you. Ruth, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. You know, I feel like we're old friends and I'm just thrilled to see what you're doing now with some new stuff. I'm just excited to catch up. Thank you. Same here. Uh, Ruth, you've been a really a leader in the crowdfunding movement for well over a decade and uh, revered and respected. Uh, but you've stepped up in a new way with Rise Up Crowdfunding uh, in partnership with Coca-Cola. Uh, tell us about that. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. I mean, I've been trying to get corporate America to wake up to the value of this. And luckily, I have um, uh, developed a relationship with the head of supply diversity at Coca-Cola. Um, and he has joined um you know, Coke and all of us have joined together to collaborate on developing a funding portal that's focused on women and minorities and veterans, the LGBTQ community, uh, who have, as we both know, been like horrendously left out of every other form of capital, um, most egregiously venture capital. Um, the venture capital numbers were like 3% last year or two years ago, and then went down to less than 3% this year of this, I keep forgetting. 22, yeah. 22. And yeah. Um, after all of the conversations and all of the anger and all of the awareness around how bad the numbers were in 21, for them to go down, to for them to go down in 22 and not go up in 22 was really just shocking and, and horrifying. Yeah. So it only it, makes it, case for regulation crowdfunding even stronger. Yeah. And of course, you've created Rise Up with that specific goal in mind, right? Creating uh, a bridge kind of to social justice and an economic empowerment model. Tell us a little bit about how you implement that strategy at Rise Up. So... Uh, one of the reasons why Coke was interested is, you know, supply diversity is is about uh, the contracts that corporate America and governments have, and they're required to give some of those contracts to diverse entrepreneurs and small business owners. And fortunately, they can't find them, believe it or not. The contracts are gigantic. I mean, we're talking 5, 10, 20 million and more. And the entrepreneurs that have the skills don't have the company size big enough to fill the contract. So what we are trying to do is we're trying to help those companies that have the skills and the infrastructure, but need to scale all of that to meet the demand of the contract and help them raise up to $5 million on rise of crowdfunding. Um, and so that's one of the things that we're doing, but we're doing something else. And that is something I wish the venture capital world had done 50 years ago, which was we are requiring the entrepreneurs who qualify to be on our funding portal to, to pledge uh, for equal pay, uh, pledge for uh, a sustainability policy to care about the planet, um, 
to have a diverse board. Uh, all the things that we've been fighting for, we are now making that a requirement. So they will not be able to get on the funding portal if they're not committed to these things. And if you think about this, Devin, if venture capital groups and angel groups had required a uh, living wage to all the companies they funded over the last four or five decades, we wouldn't, get, Bernie Sanders would be out of business. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have a job today. Um, and, and it's really something we're going to do this in the world of regulation crowdfunding on our funding portal. Yeah. Yeah. This is exciting stuff, Ruth. Um, now your background in entrepreneurship, uh, revolves a little bit, at least includes some, some models for helping people develop business strategies. You had kind of an automated, uh, almost a boot camp, as I recall, that helped people build and structure, plan and organize. How did yeah, that so, help so lead you to where you are? Yeah. So I invented this uh, product called the Funding Roadmap, and it was a business plan and due diligence reporting system on the what was supposed to be the cloud. There wasn't really a cloud in those days, but let's just say online. And the idea was that you, it was multiple choice, which no one had ever built this before. It was very, it was so like early on that we had to build it inside of Microsoft Excel because it wasn't even any programming language built yet to actually build it any other way. And the idea was that you would invite your angel and VC investors in or the SBA or somebody who was reviewing you for a small business loan into your um, version of the funding roadmap. And they would go to a table of contents and just literally click on a question and it would take them right to the answer. And this was, you know, absolutely innovative at the time. Uh, today's obviously much more sophisticated versions of this exist today. But um, but that was my first entry into this. And and I've just been immersed in, and so consequently, I saw the lack of capital that, <laughs> that needed to marry up with the funding roadmap. And, I, and that's how I became more aware of this bigger problem, which was, I won't have any customers for funding roadmap. It's, there's no capital for them to apply for. And I was just seeing this capital problem going on and on and on. And then I woke up one day and read a, a blog article by Sherwood Neist um, in 2008 when the crash hit, 2009. And um, I lived, there was a phone number at the bottom. And I called him up and I said, I think you're my brother from another mother. And that was, that was the beginning of, of our our partnership and, and Jason and all the other original OGs of regulation crowdfunding and how we decided we, we would need an act of Congress to actually get this implemented. And we all said, well, then let's do it. And we started calling everybody we knew and going to Washington, D.C. and walking the halls. And, you know, I brought Senator Reid into the mix and convinced him of the validity of this and my congressman here, Dina Titus, and you know who's still in Congress, and I mean it, it just became a, a labor of love for all of us. And thank God we, you know, we got two thirds of the Senate and three quarters of the House and President Obama to sign into law in 2012. You know, yeah, amazing, huge, huge impact. The the impact of that work is is just uh, almost beyond measure, uh, especially in its remaining potential. Uh, you know, we're seeing people participating in crowdfunding at an impressive scale, but it seems to me the potential for participation is 
uh, I, I really think two or maybe even three orders of magnitude greater than the level of activity we're seeing today. What do you think? Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface. You know, one of the things that I, another thing that I'm doing on Rise of Crowdfunding is I'm developing what's called the Premium Investor Program. And we want to put a million people to start, just a million people to start, sign a pledge that says, I pledge to put $100 into some offering in 2023. I don't know what offering it is yet, but I just am so committed to the idea that entrepreneurship and small business ownership is valuable to our to our you know universe and that that is the center focal point of job creation and tax revenue and all the good things that come out of this and i just want to join some entrepreneur on their journey and so i'm going to sign a pledge today 100 bucks if we got a million people to do that that's 100 million dollars so yeah. devin we could launch a funding portal for the first time somebody could launch a funding portal with a crowd nobody's done yeah. this before right? Everybody expects the issuer to go build their own crowd. And I'm saying, no, this is backwards. We need, it's like Amazon drives traffic to Amazon. So all the sellers on Amazon have eyeballs to buy their products. Why aren't funding portals doing the same thing? It, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we're doing with Coke is we're going to, we're going to reach out to their employees who are large obviously audience huge and, yeah. then, and then eventually we want to get in front of their um bodegos and restaurants and all the people that sell coke that are small businesses right sure and we don't think it would be that hard to get a million people to sign this pledge right out of the gate so yeah. that's our game plan going that's forward what a yeah what a great plan so is rise up crowdfunding live with offerings today or are we uh gearing up for a launch in the near future no, no, we are live. We are regulated by FINRA. Uh, we have uh, our onboarding process. We have people in the pipeline who've applied and some who are in the process of building their offering page and doing all of that. And as you know, people start down this road and somewhere they get stuck. And so they may never go live on the funding portal, but we are in business to onboard issuers, People can sign the pledge. Uh, people, you know, people can, um, we have a scout program if they want to, you know, make a commission introducing our funding portal. We, you know what else we have? We have a, a program that, you know, we talked about earlier, the first um, part of this call was, you know, the inequality of how venture capital has failed, <laughs> it failed all of us basically. Yeah. Um, well, we have a program where we're saying, look, if you're going to keep rejecting all of these diverse entrepreneurs, these women entrepreneurs, send them our way. So in the footer of Rise of Crowd, you'll see a program. It's VC. Send them our way. Like, we'll, we'll take them. You don't want them? We'll have a nice life because we think a, some percentage of them would be great candidates for regulation crowdfunding. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a great and valid point. Uh, you know, uh, what probably 99% of the businesses in America that are operating today didn't get venture capital and the vast majority of those never will. Right. Uh, and yet many will be successful by any reasonable definition. So uh, yeah, you make a great point. Uh, and crowdfunding uh, can now be such a source of great capital. Not only can it be um, 
significant amounts of capital. You mentioned the cap is now $5 million. That's a lot of money, uh, lot even of money. for a yeah. startup. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the issuers in with crowdfunding have a little more leverage in defining the terms and conditions so that it can create some better balance, right, between the issuer and the investor so that there is a greater shared success, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, the whole model is so unique and innovative. And unfortunately, the big issue is that there's not enough uh, entrepreneurs that know it's available to them. There's not enough of the general public that know that they could be investors today. I mean, there, you know, the biggest the biggest problem I have is the lack of collaboration amongst the industry stakeholders. That the, you know, I just came last week from spending time at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, the biggest convention in the world. And there were people, I mean, it was like, as far as you could see, booths and booths and booths, all this innovation from around the world. It was absolutely unbelievable. They all want to play in the same sandbox together. There was Samsung, there was Apple, there was Google. No, none of these tech companies were like threatened by each other or felt like, I need to one up you or I need to be somehow get a, you know, as if the share was so small that they had to take it all. No, there's an unlimited share here. We have trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines by in the hands of just the American population. And as you and I both know, investment can come from out of the country to into the issuers who, who, again, what is it? I think the SBA says every month, 500 thousand people apply to start a new com- company in this country. So we have an unlimited amount of innovation, an unlimited amount of capital in the hands of the general public. And somehow we can't all figure out a way to empower both of these to make the entire industry bigger, better, and grow faster. I mean, yeah. and that is really, you know, the thing that upsets me the most about where we are well, today. You and I have worked in that, uh, both of us together and, and independently at trying to bring people together. You hosted your crowdfunding conference for several years in Vegas, and now yeah, I'm hosting the super crowd yeah. events, Which bringing is people together to so yes. that they do collaborate, so they do share. So yeah, it's a shared value you and I have. Yeah, no, totally. And I hope you'll participate in Super Crowd 23. I, uh, we'd love I would, to have you. Yeah, no, I would love to do that. It's... Um, now, you've accomplished some great things, Ruth. You've had a phenomenal career. Uh, and uh, I love that uh, that you continue uh, to push yourself hard despite the successes you've had. You're not resting on your laurels. What do you see as your superpower? Um, so um, when I was growing up, my father, who was also an entrepreneur, um, he he basically imparted this sense of like self-determination. Like you can just state your, you know, what you want to put out, be what you want to be put out, put what you want to be out in the world. And then you can become it. And he was very, he was a very positive person who praised me a lot. Um, He would, uh, my original first set of my career, believe it or not, I was a licensed professional chef. I went to the Culinary Institute of America, uh, graduated in 19, and became, drove across country to California, uh, got my first job with Wolfgang Puck. 
And, uh, and then I launched a catering business. Um, and my father used to go to every, I swear to God, every single restaurant he walked into, when the waiter came to the table to take the order, the first thing out of his mouth was, do you know my daughter's a chef? Like <laughs> they knew me, but he was just very proud of me. And he yeah. really helped to reinforce all that. And so as I have been out in the world, trying to develop these ideas and trying to launch, you know, an entire industry, the regulation crowdfunding industry, um, and dealing with entrepreneurs and everybody. Um, I think it has been that they believe that my word is my bond. And when I tell them something, I will follow through 1000%. And I, failure is not an option. Like I will walk through fire to make something happen. I the, the people who sponsored my convention for six years knew that if I told them, you know, one of the sharks was coming to be the uh, keynote speaker, the shark showed up to be the keynote speaker. Like I didn't make things up. I didn't embellish things. I said what was real and I followed through and I made it happen. And here we are launching. I said I was going to launch a funding portal with Coca-Cola. And guess what? We did it. <laughs> In spite of FINRA, we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that's fantastic. That that absolute supreme confidence in your ability to do things does empower you to do things. Uh, can you think of a, a specific example of how you employed that and, and it, to, to accomplish something big? And if you want to use Rise Up Crowdfunding, tell us the story, but from the perspective uh, whatever story you choose, but from this perspective of how that self-confidence that your father kind of uh, imbued in you uh, has empowered you and enabled you to accomplish great things. So I'll go back to the catering business. Um, okay. There was a food truck, or they used to call them roach coaches. And, it, and this roach coach drove up to a private school in Bel Air, California, where a friend of mine, his mother was a teacher, and the kid, the bell would ring and the kids would go out and they'd order their food from the truck. And that was the, that was the entire food program. And some rich kids, kid got food poisoning. And it, the next day the phones are ringing off the hook and lawsuits were, they were threatening lawsuits. If you don't get another su substitution to this roach coach, we are taking our kid out of your school. And so my phone rang and it was like, Hey, do you want to start a catering business at this private school in Bel Air? And so I called my parents and I didn't have a pot to piss in and they gave me a thousand dollars. And I literally started catering business with a thousand dollars, a cutting board, a few bowls and some other stuff. And 18 years later, I had made $15 million. I never borrowed a dollar from anybody. I never, I, I did it all. I didn't use any line of credit. I literally launched a business. I ended up with 12 employees and two locations. I eventually expanded into a law firm in downtown Los Angeles called Latham and Watkins and did their food service for their executive dining room. And then I did thousands of weddings and bar mitzvahs and parties and all kinds of things over those years. And it was just, a, it was just wild. It was wild. And then the school merged with the boys school and I lost my contract at this school. And so I was sitting, it was just the beginning of the dot-com days. And I had to figure out how to reinvent myself. And I thought, well, I know how to be an entrepreneur. I, and my entrepreneurship applies to anybody's business, right? Because all yeah. those things you have to do doesn't, 
change whether you're selling this widget or providing a service or whatever. You still have payroll, you still have all these things, right? So I decided to launch an incubator. And that's how I pivoted out of, and I did this without any credentials or anything, just my own self belief that I knew I could sell people on this idea that I had all this experience, had been successful being an entrepreneur, and that if you follow me, I'll teach you everything I've, I've just learned. And that's what I've just been doing, the same thing throughout my entire life. I mean, even now, I, I don't have a degree in finance. I don't have any degrees in anything I'm doing, <laughs> nor do I have I ever in the last what, 13, 14 years of being a leader in the regulation crowdfunding industry, do I have any credentials to prove that I know what I'm talking about? But you know what? The funny thing is people believe what I'm telling them. And somehow everything I've told them is the truth because they trust me back to the trust factor and it's all worked out. So that's really what it comes down to in my mind, you know, and now with Rise Up, um, I am now the CEO of Rise Up Crowdfunding and I'm running a funding portal again, do I have any credentials to run a funding world? <laughs> Absolutely not. But Coke believes in me. My partners believe. Yeah. My investors believe in me. And the public is going to believe in us too, you know? Yeah. And all of that starts because you believed that you could do that. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and my word, and I gave people my word and I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't quit. I couldn't quit. Yeah. I couldn't fail. I could fail. It was not an option. And I was going to have to figure it out one way or another. And that's really what I believe entrepreneurs need to understand, you know, especially if they're going to bring in capital and they're going to bring in people and they're going to, you know, sign contracts and do all kinds of things. Uh, they have to be trustworthy, you know? Yeah. So, so powerful. So powerful. Well, uh, Ruth, as you think about this, um, you attributed some of this to the way your father sort of empowered you, enabled you, emboldened you, taught you. How would you coach someone now? Imagine that you're coaching a, a young entrepreneur who doubts themselves as they approach uh, you know, this pivotal moment, maybe in raising funds for a startup that, you know, maybe it's just a business plan and they want to bring it to life with a small crowdfunding raise. And they just, that, that hurdle is there, right? How do you teach them to believe in themselves? How do you endow someone with that same power, same power, that self-assurance that your father taught you? Um, you know, it's a really good question. Um, you know, I, some of it, I believe, is is kind of um, repetitive in your discipline, your self discipline, right? In the things you do and everything in life, um, how you you know how you eat or exercise or any kind of discipline that you have developed that you need to develop to be a human, still be alive. Mm -hmm. um, you could you could apply that to your mindset as an entrepreneur. And understand that all the things you have to do, whether it's marketing, writing content, um, sharing your vision and your mission with the public and all the things that we have to do as entrepreneurs is, is a discipline, right? You just don't do it once, one and done. It doesn't work that way. You, it's constant. Like you, you've been on doing these recordings and interviewing brilliant, you know, all kinds of brilliant people for years. Um, and now you're probably a hundred times better at it than you were when you first started, as we all are. Maybe a little <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you are definitely. But I mean, it, it, so I think that 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 commitment to being disciplined in their in the in their uh, journey of whatever it is they want to do is 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 definitely going to be you know a requirement and something they would have to commit to. Um, so that that's really a, a big part of all of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. Well, Ruth. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. It's so wonderful to catch up. I'm so excited about what you're doing at Rise Up and wish you every success. Holy cow. Before before we wrap up, though, would you just take a minute and tell people how to find Rise Up Crowdfunding and take a minute, tell them how to apply to, to start the process to raise money. Be sure to tell people how to invest, right? Because so many more people who are listening are in a position to put a hundred dollars into a deal than are in a position to to need to raise money. And then uh, some people just want to be in touch with you. So tell people the best way to do that, uh, whether sure. it's social media or email or whatever. So it's riseupcrowdfunding.com is the is the website and the funding portal. And uh, we are regulated by FINRA and the SEC, and we went through a long process to do this. You cannot do this just on any website. So just so everyone knows, um, we have, a you know, several programs where people can participate as a what's called an issuer, which is the small business or startup. Uh, that is the official name because you're issuing the stock. And uh, so if there's a raise capital button on the, on the header uh, where they can start the process, uh, the process is 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 a process that is sort of customized by us, but a lot of it is is required information that the SEC requires us to gather and that you would have to disclose if you were ever to go live with a crowdfunding raise. Um, the, the investor part, like I said before, we have the premium investor program. I encourage everybody who's listening to this, please go. It's also in the header. Um, it explains uh, not only do you do good, but you get a little gift. In, in, in addition, you get 10% extra shares with your hundred dollar investment. So that's nice little perk. Um, and, you know, for any company that that wants to participate in our premium investor program, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. That is probably one of the best places to really see who I am and understand. I've been on LinkedIn for more than a decade. I have a lot of content up there and uh, it's the really easiest ways to get a hold of me personally. But I would encourage everyone to please register on our website. Um, and then you can get inside and see the whole, you know, funding portal and all of it that we built. Um, Fantastic. And, yeah. And, and I, I feel like, you know, the, the, the last thing that I just want to say is that, um, you know, our future belongs to all of us, but we all have to participate in it. And uh, we, if, if we learned nothing from the pandemic, it was that we're all in this together. And so, you know, we don't want to be left as a vulnerable the next time um, businesses are shut down, God forbid, or whatever catastrophe happens and without, without an other option of survival and crowdfunding and regulation crowdfunding is a great option for a lot of businesses to survive. So it is incumbent on you as an entrepreneur to learn all as much as much about this as you can and to be ready to go if you ever need that capital from the crowd. 
All right, fantastic. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Again, I wish you every success in the yeah. great work that you're doing at Rise Up Crowdfunding. We want to see you win big. Me because too. When you all win, <laughs> we, we all are. win together. When you win, we all win together. So thank you and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. Yes, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.